what's the point of computers? It's an information system. Well, what's scalar energy? It's an information system. So if people use a computer to control computer information, I use a scalar energy instrument to control scalar information. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. I hope you're doing really well, and thank you very much for joining us. My name's Rick Nusky. I'm your host. I'm also very privileged today to have on the line with me, Mr. Tom Palladino. Welcome to the show, Tom. Uh, thank you, Rick, for the invitation. Yes, it's uh, like we've just been talking about. I've been doing some research uh, off the call into scalar light energy. You're a researcher in this particular field, and we're going to be talking about your work with scalar energy and how it can make a difference in the world. But before we do any of that, Tom, it's customary for us to learn a little bit about you. So where are you calling in from today? I'm calling from the United States, Florida, state and of Florida. Beautiful. Now, what's the weather doing over there at the moment, Tom? <clears throat> Always warm and beautiful. <laughs> you, you always lived there or? Not all my life, but I, I enjoy warm weather, so I'm in the right place. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because I'm a bit of a cool weather guy myself. I can't stand when it's too hot. Does it get super hot there? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's hot and muggy every summer, sure. It's funny because we've been talking a, bit, a little bit about uh, energy and uh, I guess uh, in turn heat of some sort. So you're right in the right place for it. But uh, I'd love to learn if you could, uh, Tom, um, what are some of the things in your local area that you really, really enjoy about Florida? I, I, I love the beach. Yep. It's, the, the beaches in Florida are just incredible. Uh, and... Uh, there's just, there's so much to see here and the people really are nice people. Yeah, that's very, good. very nice people. That's good. Now, I wonder, do you have much time? I know that being a researcher and somebody who's so deeply involved with scalar energy that do you give yourself some time to have some downtime at all? Yeah, with, with my wife. Yes, <laughs> she's my outlet. She's yeah. my outlet. <laughs> Does she force you to take some time out? No, we, we have that understanding. I, you, know, you only can do so much work. Yeah, you can, understand that. You can only do so much work. That's absolutely sure. Now, when you do have some downtime, what do you do? Do you go swimming? Do you have sports? Do you sit and watch sports? What do you do? Uh, you know, we, we have two uh, granddaughters now, so oh, wow. they monopolize our time, which is fine by us. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I love that. I love the fact that you're now focus, focusing on, the, on two other young lives, that's for sure. Now, um, do you enjoy movies? Well, music, what is? I, I do, you know, but with the lockdown here, my wife and I have not been going out to the theater. Now that things are opening up, we, we will go back to the theater. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, you've been in lockdown pretty solidly of late? Well, you know, initially in two, 2020, yes, but then Florida started to come out of it later in 21, and, and now in 2022, nobody wears a mask now in Florida. You no. won't find a mask, anybody wearing a mask in Florida. It's kind of a you know a bit of a bit of an interesting phenomenon I'd call it because you see and occasionally you at least where I live um, certain people will wear it other people won't and it's like well these rules are not working. <laughs> no, no, there were there were a lot of mistakes during yeah. the pandemic. 
many mistakes. We have to correct those mistakes. Absolutely. Now, Tom, now I want you to take me back and uh, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Can you remember much about your childhood and what, and what you I, got up to? I had an idyllic childhood. I, I have got no complaints. I had great <laughs> parents. I had great setting. I, you know, I, what, what more could I say? I, I was blessed by God. I'm still blessed by God. Yes. I count, I count my blessings. You know, mm. it's, there's challenges, but you look back at your life and you say, I've had a great life. Yeah, fantastic. In those formative years, Tom, um, what are some of the things that uh, really, I guess, inspired you to become the man you've come today? Were there particular mm. people around you? or? Yeah, well, I had two good Christian parents. They, they taught me the golden rule. Um, and I always developed a work ethic, even as a youngster. Mm -hmm. And I tried to, uh, I tried to contribute to society. I always wanted to make my life a meaningful life, in which I could help people. Fantastic. Do you like reading? Are you a reader? Oh, I love, oh, I love them. I'm an avid reader. You know, yeah. I could spend, I could spend the day in the library. <laughs> uh, do you like audio books at all? Because there's obviously that, that option. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'd rather read. Read a book, a tactile book. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather read by sight, yeah. Yeah, do you get, um, you obviously would get some great ideas. And I often ask this question, uh, Tom, for readers especially, because they also seem to have this uh, um, choice of picking up the pen. Do you see some power in the pen over typing on a keyboard? I, I do, I do. Um, you know, <clears throat> sometimes when I've taken notes before, and if I write down those notes as opposed to uh, using a keyboard, uh, a word processor, mm. it seems there's like a different uh, cerebral function when you're writing something down. Oh, I agree. And it, it seems to have a, a deeper meaning when you write something down. Yeah. Now, I, I wonder also, Tom, when you uh, read your books, are there particular authors that you are attracted to? Yeah. Do you like a <laughs> yeah. blend of fiction and nonfiction? Well, w when I read, it's usually research books. That's what consumes me. It drives and, you specifically scalar energy or or if you will uh esoteric phenomena now mm -hmm. in so doing those books are not on kindle so you have to find <laughs> hard copies many of those are esoteric books and you, you sadly you, you're stuck with a with, with a hard copy still yeah well look that's not such a bad thing things you like the the tactile experience now I, out of all of this i often look to people to get uh, ideas and They've helped me shape my life into the person I've become and the skill sets that I've learned. Who do you look to? Who, who do you think inspired you the most? You know, I, I had great teachers. Yeah, I did have great parents, but I also had great teachers, every, every teacher from kindergarten to, to the university level. So, you know, you, you look back on your life and you say, great teachers, <laughs> religious leaders, priests, you know, great coaches, this this is what it takes to make a community today. Hmm. It, it really is a team effort. I, I congratulate the world on a team effort. When people work together, it's incredible what you can do, what you can achieve. Absolutely. Now, um, does, a, does a day normally start fairly early for you, Tom? Are you an early riser? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> Today I was up by 5.30. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm a bit of an insomniac at times. Do you find yourself um, waking up in the middle of the night and uh, grabbing that powerful pen and starting to capture ideas? Uh, oh, I always do. I, 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 I maybe I can sleep three hours straight yeah. if I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a light sleeper, and um, I have meaningful sleep during those three hours. But I, 
it's rare that I could ever sleep six or seven hours without uh, interruption. Tell me about uh, philosophy. Um, what's your life's mm -hmm. philosophy? What, what do you think of the world? And you've touched on it just briefly. Uh, I, you know, it's the golden rule. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Mm -hmm. If that is the philosophy that the world lived by, it'd be a different world. Everybody yep. would get along. It, it'd be so much different. We're living in uh, tumultuous times at the moment, and you yeah. deal a lot with energy. What What is the world telling you? What's the universe telling you? How do you feel about the current state of the world? You know, the world is telling me that that they are yearning for changes, yearning mm. for improvement. People want to see some some improvement or another uh, avenue to, mm. to approach. People realize from this past two years of the pandemic that many of our solutions did not work. Some of those solutions were just uh, utter failures. So mm. we need a new paradigm. We need a new way of thinking. So, you know, we've just touched on philosophy. What about philosophers and scientists and who, who in those realms are really inspirational for you? Yeah, so many of them. Um, <laughs> Long list. Predominantly Nikola Tesla with my work as a research scientist. Tesla, uh -huh. he, he was not only a research scientist, but a poet and a great humanitarian. And that really really serves to uh, form the man, if you will. Not only a great scientist, but a great humanitarian. I studied Tesla when I was a, a child, and I wanted to model myself after him, at least my scientific career, mm. because he's he's the exemplar. He's, he's a brilliant mind, and he wanted to help mankind with his inventions. That's what really attracted me. He wasn't a selfish person. Tell us about your educational background and uh, your time doing what you do. I'd love to learn more. Sure. I, uh, as a youngster, I knew I wanted to pursue scalar energy as mm. a career, but I had to have the, the foundational, uh, uh, if you will, structure. So I spent probably 15, 16 years in collegiate studies. Now, I, I didn't study 15 years straight i had to take night classes because i still had to work mm -hmm. but i would say after 15 or 16 years of university study of various subjects various subjects i decided to to leave behind academia and start on a private research career i'll be at the age of 35 36 and i'm mm -hmm. glad i did that and i i learned so much um on my own and i had to do that because if you're going to make any progress with this new science, I call scale energy a new science, mm -hmm. you have to do it on your own. There, I don't have a contemporary. And so you're a pioneer as such. I'm a pioneer, exactly. I don't have any contemporaries, no, not okay. that I know of. Yeah, well, look, um, the closest one might be Nikola Tesla. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Uh, because you... most of the men, most of the men and women that had scatter energy instruments are deceased. Mm. No, it's just it's just the way things go. Uh, uh, it's a science that offers so much potential, but so few people want to make it a career. It takes a great deal of work, Rick, and, and a, a lot of people don't want to devote a career to pioneering work. They, they want a job. They want an income. Yeah, they want that, a paycheck. Yeah, that, I guess that perception of safety is such. Now, I wonder, um, you are not going to leave behind um, um, th this world as such without writing a book, surely, on the research that you've done. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I share my research uh, widely, if you will. I've written many monographs to explain my work. And if I were to die today, at least people would have that foothold to continue on with my work. That's a good point. Hmm. Now, Nikola Tesla, 
uh, in your uh, work, which I've, I've studied and I've looked at very closely, you talked about at the start of his um, career doing something completely different, but at the end of it, he was working with scalar energy. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about what scalar energy is? Because I know <laughs> for certain sure. that there'd be people listening that don't have a clue of what you're talking sure. about. Tesla began his career with AC electricity. He was the one that we considered the scientists who gave us this paradigm, this invention of, if you will, utilizing AC electricity in various types of inventions. Mm -hmm. Later in his career, Tesla discovered scalar energy, which is free energy. He called it radiant energy, but he realized it was from the stars, the sun. And in so doing, Tesla started a new career, scalar energy, which is the free energy of the universe. What Tesla was trying to do was give the world free energy. Yeah, now can you see why that uh, there'd be a lot of pushback on that from the oh, energy sure. companies at the moment? But there, there's trillions of dollars involved. Is you're, this a, you're going to change the world with free energy? Is this kind of like the the? I remember seeing a gentleman who uh, created the first hydrogen motor, and then all of a sudden he, he suddenly disappeared because yeah. <laughs> he's doing I mean, something. You know, you're you're right. Tesla developed a scalar energy tower in, outside of New York City in Long Island. And he was able to capture star energy, free energy, and power devices with it. So we, we saw the beginning of the end of the energy crisis with Tesla's work. But back then, over 100 years ago, the powers that be did not like that. And they, they stood in his way. They started a smear campaign against him. And he, he could not overcome that. Yeah, wow, that's a pretty powerful story. Now, if I'm correct, I think I saw an image of this particular, I think it was a dome shape. Would that be correct? Yes, exactly. It was a. It was called Wardenclyffe Tower, and uh, it was surmounted. It was a tower surmounted by some type of copper yep. dome. I've seen it. And that copper dome would collect star energy. Now this is free energy, and he could direct that star energy by wireless transmission, and he could illuminate light bulbs at a distance. So, Tesla discovered free energy and he was about to introduce it to the world imagine if we would have had those free energy towers oh. well <clears throat> we would not have an energy crisis today no we wouldn't would we tom um you know i we 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 take wi-fi for granted you know radio transmitters for granted we listen to the radio in our vehicles and you know we have all of this technology and i just wonder um how does this actually work? How do you trans? How do you first capture it? Because it's not electromagnetic. It's not magnetic. Right. What is it? You're can right. you can you it's, describe it? It's the initial energy of the sun and the stars, whereas electromagnetic energy is a subset of scalar energy. So, if you will, scalar energy pervades the universe. It's everywhere. It's in your living room. It's in the stars. Mm -hmm. And you just have to figure out a way. I have a capacitor, so to speak, that will capture or create a scalar wave and in so doing with with the instrument that i've created it's not capturing so to speak electricity it's capturing mm -hmm. if you will harnessing a scalar wave it's a double helix in composition so if some instruments can control a flow of electrons my instrument can control the omnipresence of scalar energy see i can't help but think about tom um the idea of um universal energy in form of some people call it reiki um yeah. is there any relationship to yeah. this it's the same it's is, identical is it so 
people who have healing hands or people who, who have the ability to heal by thought or prayer, that's scalar energy. It's information, yes. So I think this uh, almost becomes the, the foundation for f faith in a lot of people too. Would you, would you yes. think so? Yes, it, it is. It is. It's the bridge in many ways between faith and science. So if I have an instrument that I can uh, pro provide and prove that it controls this non-physical energy, some people might call that non-physical energy the presence of God or consciousness or chi or prana mm -hmm. or life force energy. You know, there's, there's no electrons or protons in scalar energy. So what is it? It's intelligence. Mm. Yeah, wow. It's very hard to get your head around if you've never sort of experienced this type of realm before. How do you right. how do you go about um, explaining it to somebody who's never, ever heard of it before? Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, you know, you're right. You know, I think the best analogy that I can use is you use a computer and a computer is a tool, but it's simply an information system. There's no physical component, so to speak, that you're trying to uh, promote. That is, it's all thought, it's, it's all information. Yes, you have a CPU, yes, you have a computer screen, but what's the point of computers? It's an information system. Mm. Well, what's scalar energy? It's an information system. So if people use a computer to control computer information, I use a scalar energy instrument to control scalar information. I want to make sure that people on this call today, Tom, get a good understanding of what this is all about, what scalar energy is and various ways that it can be, I guess, shared. Now, I've also seen um, pendants that claim to be scalar energy pendants. Now, in the literature and what I had seen, they were talking about it being uh, radioactive and I didn't know whether or not that was true. Yeah. Is that correct? No, <clears throat> there have been some people who have claimed that pendants physical pendants mm. or some type of uh, some type of jewelry that people are wearing has a radioactive decay or a radioactive signal i don't know mm. but uh, i avoid that completely because i my work is non-physical i have an instrument that works with information or intelligence i don't have any physical pendant yeah so I, I try and keep away from that but you know that's that's a point to be taken yeah, and it's, it's, it's very relevant for, for the context of the work that you're doing to separate yourself from that because I can see there is a categorical, literally a categorical difference between your approach and their approach. So thank you very much yes. for sharing that, Tom. Now, Yeah, you're right. If there is a categorical, categorical difference and, and it's, it's quite uh, distinct because the physical and non-physical, they're two different universes. They're two different considerations. Yeah, and does um, I know that with Reiki work um, and yeah. with universal energy, you can do this sort of work remotely. Would the same be true of scalar energy and your your, yes, your exactly. instrument? Yes, because the universe is holographic. You're finding your way into that information field, and time and space are not an impediment. You're right, exactly. So. Uh, talk us through the actual process. I mean, does can anybody at any age, um, I guess, be a client of yours? Can they work with you? We we ask people. To, uh, they have to be of the uh, usually over the age of eighteen to sign up. And what we do, people will email us a photograph. On our hmm. website we allow free trials, so people will go to our website. They will email us, upload their photograph. Now, what do I mean? Well, we work with people in the information field. We never have in-person sessions. We don't work with people. 
we work with the information found on their photographs. So this is not Newtonian physics. It's a new physics in which we can access force fields on a photograph. To me, that's quite profound. To this day, I, I still excites me to say that. So I work with people around the world by way of their photograph. And I'm not working with their physical body. I'm working with their energetic body found on the photograph. I remember seeing um, some work done somewhere where there's this uh, aura, this energy aura yes. around the body. And you can actually, uh, there was a scientist who was taking fo actual photographs. Yes. Uh, the, the photo was in, in, in and of itself, an outline of the physical person, but they have a back background, but this aura of energy surrounding their entire body. Is yes. that the field that you're working with? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And some people might declare that the aura is scalar energy or life force energy. You're right. There's a, a technique known as Curlian photography, in which you can That's actually the one. photograph the aura or the seven chakras. Well, that type of photography is picking up the signal of scalar energy. It's the signal of scalar energy, which is non-physical, it's light. So consider what's being said, that we are scalar energy beings. We have that non-physical characteristic. Those chakras are scalar energy vortices. Yeah, wow. I, I wonder, Tom, sometimes when I, you know, rub my hand against a, a rug or, or I'm playing on a rubber trampoline or something, all of a sudden one of my kids will get near me, my hair will stand up, or I'll give them a quick zap. Is this our yeah. way of discharging scalar energy? Is that, It's not the no. same thing, is it? That, that static electricity, um, that, that um, scalar energy never shocks. Never so shocks. if you're getting a shock, it's, it's some type of static discharge, and yeah. that's electricity. It's it's just a wonderful topic that I want to make sure that we're all as clear as we can possibly be yes. on now. Um, how long did it take you to create your instruments? I know that they they, they look, you know, wonderful. Yeah, it's it's thank you. It's it's been a labor of love. Um, and where in, do you buy such it, products? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. In theory, I I learned what back. Well, when I was in my 30s, and then I, I developed um, a greater understanding of it. And so uh, after the past 10 years in my 50s, I've perfected these instruments. Now I'm working with also a brilliant engineer who's helping me. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, I have been able to upgrade, so to speak, the initial models that I first worked with. I was working with a man by the name of Galen Hieronymus, an American inventor. And I was actually able to work with the Hieronymus family and I could back in the 90s purchase scalar energy instruments, but they were weak and, and they really did not perform the function that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, after the past 20 years of perfecting my approach in theory and practice, now I have very strong, very uh, powerful, if you will, scalar energy instruments. And that's proven to be the key now. The, the later models that I'm now working with can perform a scientific function and they're dependable. Yeah, that's very important, I think. Now, uh, Tom, when you when you talk about this as being, a, a, I guess, a, a client of yours, what? how important is water? Given that we're made up what, of 70, 80% water, does it, does it play a part in the effectiveness? Of course it does, yes, that's a good point. Um, I, I've always thought that scalar was a magnifier of scalar energy, um, so to speak, through a water prism. So that is, if we are made of water, scalar energy will magnify itself 
by way of our water. Water is a great capacitor. It can hold scalar energy. It can magnify it. Mm. So if people are 70% uh, composition water, then our human soma, if you will, is a great amplifier, will absorb scalar energy, and will magnify it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I, I looked at the video uh, a couple of times, in fact, where you've taken a photo of somebody and you talked about it not mattering their age. Um, uh, I guess the, the quality of the video is, is what it is and you place it into this little tray and, yes. um, and then, you, then you had a particular um, a herpes simplex virus cell and you place that image behind it. Tell us a yes. little bit about this. This is just blow, mind blowing. Sure, okay. <clears throat> so my instruments introduce a scalar energy environment. It's not electromagnetic. So mm -hmm. everything I do is by way of this this working model. Yeah. So in order to instruct my instrument, I would actually place a photograph of a microbe, such as the herpes virus. I would actually take a magnified photograph of herpes and place it inside my instrument, mm -hmm. side by side my photograph. So the two force fields of the photographs merge or communicate. That is, a photograph of herpes is communicating with my photograph. And in so doing, that energy or that intelligence from the herpes photograph will find, locate herpes in my photographic composition and destroy the herpes virus in my photographic composition. Yeah. So the two photographs communicate. And therefore, it transmutes over to your physical body. Yes. Yes. Now, that's, that's what we believe, but I can't prove that. Mm. So I have to rely upon people's testimonies. But I can prove in my laboratory that a photograph of the herpes virus can identify, seek out, and destroy the herpes virus in a person. I've seen the feedback on your website, which I'll get you to share with us in, in a moment or two. Um, yeah. But I always think about, well, this sounds wonderful, but how many sessions would somebody have to be exposed to to get some sort of uh, measurable effect? Well, I'll speak about the number of functions. When we're working with microbes, it only takes one session to break down the molecular bonds of a microbe. So within a span of one hour, I could work on thousands of species of microbes and eradicate them. Um, uh, a chakra balancing usually takes about one hour. Within that one hour of chakra balancing, people experience a, a sense of tranquility, or many people say that their concentration is enhanced during a chakra balancing. Mm. So what I like about these instruments, they're working at the informational level. We don't have to worry about physical matter. We're imparting information or intelligence, and information always works instantaneously. This is not a chemical process, it's a light process. So do you have uh, on your website, presumably um, various bits of information and courses? Um, how do you actually go about working with someone? Yeah, I, um, we have a public website and we simply tell people around the world, come to our website and we'll allow you to upload, email us your photograph and we'll treat you for free. That's the best advertising because oh, you yeah. have to prove to people that this works. So I make everything free initially, and many people, they say I've had incredible results, mm. and it convinces them. Now imagine this has never been done before, with the exception of my, the predecessor, whose name was Hieronymus. Mm. So how do I introduce this to millions of people around the world? You've got to let them experience it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, you are the pioneer in this field now. Um, what are some of the programs that you're covering um, on your website? And could you tell us, walk us through your website in general? Yeah, uh, um, I'll mention a few. So with Scalar Energy, again, it's an information system. Mm -hmm. We're able to inform the quantum field to assemble female hormones or male hormones. We're able to instruct the quantum field to assemble uh, endorphins or neurotransmitters. Uh, we have a program called digestive enzymes in which we're able to isolate various digestive enzymes and, uh, and uh, create those or transmute those or call it what you will, download that information Mm -hmm. into a person's photograph. So the recipient always is the photographic force field. So the force field of a person accepts the energy of the instructions. And what happens? Well, we see a favorable outcome. And many people relate to us by way of a testimony that they feel better. Now, let me cut to the chase. You cannot prove what I'm doing with Newtonian physics. Mm. If this sounds different, it is. Can you prove this by way of Newtonian physics, electromagnetic theory? No, it's not electricity. It's a new science. Yeah, again, I think that the word pioneer keeps coming back to mind. Um, um, how is it being received? I mean, clearly you've got some very positive feedback, but in general, what's your thoughts? Uh, people have been very gracious, Rick. Mm. very, very gracious. And we're so, we're so happy to have this grassroots movement. It's all about people. If this is ever going to take off, people will demand it and people will support it. And uh, we do have some great testimonies. And that, that proves, at least in an anecdotal sense, that people are getting benefits. They are seeing an improvement with these sessions. Mm -hmm. So what's happening for you right now? What uh, research are you doing? It's uh, along the same lines or? Yeah, along the same lines. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out uh, how to produce a free energy device to power a motor or provide illumination to a home. Um, I, I think I'll do that within my lifetime to provide some type of free energy generation. In, in other words, I can broadcast free energy anywhere in the world by way of these instruments. And that will be the beginning of the end of the energy crisis. You know, I saw a picture of you, I believe you were holding uh, two tubes uh, light tubes yes. and you were lighting yes. them i mean yeah. that's what you're talking about isn't it exactly many times when i hold a fluorescent tube in the vicinity of these instruments the tube will become animated and will light will illuminate well that's just one of the functions a scanner energy instrument is fills my room fills the laboratory to the point that i can hold fluorescent tubes in my bare my hands without plugging them into a wall socket and those tubes will illuminate. So I can do that locally. If I can do that at a distance and, and if you will transmit that energy at a distance, then I should be able to illuminate anything at a distance. If I can illuminate at a distance, then we don't need telephone wires and substations. Yeah, well, I, I wonder, I always think about, you know, we, we talked about lockdown and this uh, remote uh, work that you can do. We always have choices. Now, some people might want to actually meet with you and, and physically sit with you. Would there be any difference in the benefit? And would that be something that you would entertain? Yeah, I, I don't entertain that because it just becomes too cumbersome. For mm. instance, in my laboratory today, I worked with half a million people by way of their photograph. Yeah, that's People incredible. from around the world will send me photographs. I, many times I'll receive a thousand or, 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 or 
2,000 people by way of a photograph or a collage. Mm -hmm. So in order to scale this, Rick, I have to keep it with photographs. Keep Do I think photographs. I can work with people directly? Yes, because scalar energy is everywhere. Yeah. But I, I prefer to work by way of a photograph, and it allows me to scale. Imagine if I had to work with half a million people. Yeah. Uh, physically. <laughs> face face. Physically. <laughs> I, you can't, well, it's just the economies to scale are just not there. But when you can miniaturize a photograph and place a half a million photographs inside an instrument hmm. and simultaneously work with half a million people by way of photographs, well, that's the economies of scale that I want. So I know that uh, you talked about the, the light tube before, but I wonder when you get to that breakthrough moment, which I sincerely yeah. hope that you achieve sooner than later, quite frankly, given the energy yeah. crisis, what would be the first um, group of people that you might help and tell us a little bit about the first product that you'd give to them? You know, I, I'd want to help everybody. I don't think there'd be any distinction. The, the world is in a fix right now. Mm. There's, there's some tough times. And, and, you know, with the energy prices that we have now, we have to make this transition rather quickly. We need free energy. We need free energy from the stars. Mm. And as soon as I, God gives me the wisdom and I can start using these, these instruments to illuminate objects, I'm ready to do that for everybody in the world. You're an incredible individual, and I'd love to talk a little bit about your humanitarian work. I know you're doing a bit Thank there. Can you share that with us? Yeah, we, most of the people that we work with, the greater majority of photographs that are sent to us, we treat for free. So 99.99% mm. of the photographs I receive, I treat for free. Um, we, we work with just about everybody in Africa, free yep. of charge. Yep. Okay, people, people in Latin America, well, let's face it, there's a lot of poverty in the world, mm. free of charge. So, you know, th these people represent many of the half a million people that I was treating today in my laboratory. We, we've treated entire villages in Africa. And after we work with these people, they report that they no longer have HIV and they no longer have malaria. So even though I'm not there in Africa, following up with them, I were receiving testimonies that are saying, yes, we feel great. There, there's something beneficial to these sessions, these photographic sessions. So this is one of these, uh, these topics where, um, I think everybody would need to do their own due diligence, right. do their own research, reach out to you. So on that basis, Tom, when people want to start um, learning more, where are you going to send them? Go to the website and read and, and familiarize yourself with my work. It's scalarlight.com. Then after you read and you feel comfortable, email us your photograph and you can send your entire family and we provide 15 days of free sessions. And that way you can prove to yourself if this works. They're free sessions. I, if I have to, I'll treat 7.9 billion people in the world for free. Mm. I want to get this information out there. You're on a journey, that's for sure and certain. So if yeah. you're on the call today and you've heard any anything that Tom and I have spoken about, um, he's certainly a pioneer in his field with scalar uh, energy. And uh, if you visit scalarlight.com, which you'll find below this post, no matter where you see this interview, you'll find that link back to Tom. Um, certainly go there and, and learn as much as you can, then reach out to Tom and follow the process. And with all that being said, Tom, what a wonderful call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. 
And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.